0: Stories, spirituality, pathways, and aliens. You're here on The Long Road Home.
1: Hey, everyone. Hello. Long Road Homies.
0: Welcome, Long Road Homies. What up, homies?
1: What's going on, everyone? I'm Emily. I'm Chad. Welcome. And
0: you're listening to The Long Road Home. (laughs)
1: Yeah. We're here again. Another week has gone by. We hope you enjoyed our first mini-sode.
0: Yeah! We did it. It looked like we got a lot of downloads. So I liked was it. So pretty exciting. Yeah, we got... I'm glad that it was coherent. I was really excited to talk <laughs> about what I was talking about. And so I'm glad that it made sense to y'all.
1: Turned out really well. I was very happy with it. And we're going to, like we said, put one of those out every week. So be sure to check us out again on Monday for another mini-sode. But yeah, I I really liked it. I thought it was I thought it was a good time.
0: It was fun. It was a good little like release for me, honestly. Cause like I said, I have all these different things that I wanted to talk about. And yeah. I got to like let a little bit of it nice. go last week.
1: Well, we uh yeah, we hope everyone out there has had a good week. I invested in GameStop. To the moon! I'm going to the moon. I'm holding strong. I don't care what anyone has to say about it. My money, and I'll use it how I want it. And it's a revolution, baby. So if you're not in on GameStop, get in while it's really low. Because I didn't, <laughs> and uh, there's still a chance. You know, you never know.
0: Hey, Mark Cuban says if you can, Mark Cuban, get in and hold. Mark
1: Cuban said hold, and so I'm listening to the Shark Tank. Never,
0: never watched an episode of Shark Tank in my never life. Had I've never any seen relationship one single with episode. Mark Cuban prior to this, but you know what? I trust him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I do too. I guess. Well, uh, you know, because I invested in GameStop, I uh, am now finding myself with a lack of money. And you know, when you when you don't have a lot of money and you're thinking about going somewhere, it can be difficult, right? You gotta buy a plane ticket, you gotta find hotels. You Plus gotta, we
0: got the pandemic to worry gotta about. Gotta worry we're about juggling the pandemic. the pandemic, we're juggling yeah. masks and hand sanitizer and limited yes, travel.
1: Exactly. Well, what if I told you there was a way that you could go anywhere you wanted free of charge?
0: Absolutely free. Call this number right now, five five five.
1: Well, this week we're gonna we're gonna help you get there. We're going to help you reach a place where you can go anywhere you want with absolutely no money. That's right. What are we talking about?
0: This week, we're talking astral planes. Yeah, astral planes,
1: astral projection. It's going to be fun.
0: And the gateway process, y'all. That's right. We're finally talking about it. I'm so excited. Let's leave (laughs) this realm together. We've been
1: been talking about doing this episode for months now, and we finally, like, I I finally got around to doing the, the part of my research that I need to be doing. Emily's known about this for a long time
0: it's gotten to the point where i would say all of our friends now have like looked at this document because i've made them look at this this document yes i don't think i've left anyone out because i've just been like anyone who will listen (laughs) gateway process have you heard about the gateway process
1: well we're gonna learn about today everyone so let's go ahead and start
0: awesome first let's thank our sources uh and also wait before we really jump in Y'all, don't forget to join our Discord. It's totally free, and you get access to all of the source material links we used in each episode, including these.
1: Yeah, be sure to join, like we said. Free of charge. Just come hang out, say hello. We're on there all the time. And
0: maybe people don't know how to join Chad. Like, so you can get an app for Android or Apple. Yeah. Um, you can also use. I think there's a browser mode. on There your is a computer. browser mode. It's um, literally
1: it's it's literally AOL Instant Messenger with like channels, like with different segments inside AOL Instant Messenger that relate to different things.
0: Yeah, it's a good time.
1: I I really enjoy it, and, and like it's totally free. Create a user account, sign up, come talk to us. Like I said, there's we're growing. Very slowly, for now. But surely. But surely, and we're happy if you come in and say hi. Anyway.
0: Anyway, sources. Where did we get our information from, Chad?
1: We got some from Gaia.com, some from Wikipedia, of course, and two articles from Vice.com. Guys, that's really all Wait, the sources that I could find. What's the
0: other link there, Chad?
1: Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I wrote this down. I didn't use this, but I do want to let everyone know there's a band called Astral Projection, and it sounds like music from like N64 games, like Jet Force Gemini, and motherfucking G Force, if you remember that like old, like crazy motorcycle racing game that was on there. So go check them out. It's uh, literally if you like tweaking and listening to drum and bass, give them a listen. It's astral-projection.com. com. Is great. I, I was like, I was that's talking so silly. about the other one. There. Oh yeah, there are two. <laughs> <There's>, uh, <laughs> Another article from grist.org that we'll post on our Discord. And it's basically uh, someone asking someone, could I astral project to get away from the coronavirus and go on vacation?
0: I love it. So yeah, you're thinking creatively, silly. thinking outside of the box. Yes. That's great. So
1: I wanted to add those two in there. I didn't actually use them because honestly, there's a lot. It's, it's hard to find information on astral planes without actually going out and purchasing a book on astral planes. Well, yeah,
0: that's the tricky part about all of the spirituality stuff. And that's really like part of why we wanted to start this podcast, right? Is like, we wanted to make this stuff accessible. There's so many people within the spirituality community that are ego-centered and um, are wanting to make a book off of your need. Um and happens. So, so you really have to like wade through a lot of different websites and books and, and people to find like the core truths in these things um, without being manipulated. You have to be like really strong.
1: Yes, there are good people out there, though. Don't there are up, No, no.
0: Up. no, there are good people. I'm not trying to say that there aren't, but it, it is interesting when looking into these different things. Even in looking into Buddhism, there's going to be people that yeah, say, like, there are. I will show you the way if you pay me $1,000 a month, you yep. know? so. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But we found some good stuff for you.
1: Well, let's go ahead and begin.
0: First, oh, wait, before we dive in, um, I want to say before you get really deep into this episode, it might be helpful for you to go and back and listen to our Buddhism episode. And yeah, learn a little bit actually. about meditation and yeah. grounding yourself. Those exercises will be used in the exercises that we talk about today.
1: Yes, they will. So go check that episode out as well.
0: Go listen to episode three, getting buddy-buddy with Buddhism to learn more.
1: Okay, so it's probably a good idea to explain what exactly an astral plane is, just in case all of you listening haven't tried to leave your body and enter a new dimension of consciousness before. It might be a new concept to some of you out there. It seems like there are two separate schools of thought around astral planes, although you don't really see one of them today. The first is that these astral planes are a plane of existence postulated by classical, medieval, oriental, and esoteric philosophies and mystery religions. It is the world of the celestial spheres, crossed by the soul and its astral body on the way to being born and after death, and is generally believed to be populated by angels, spirits, or other immaterial beings. The idea of the astral planes are what Dante used in the Divine Comedy, specifically Paradise, but the idea of these celestial spheres can also be seen in Inferno. In Inferno, the spheres are actually within the Earth, and you move through them as you go lower through Hell. So I just wanted to take a second and talk about the celestial spheres because I think they're super interesting. These spheres are the fundamental entities of the cosmological models developed by early philosophers. In these celestial models, the apparent motions of the fixed stars and planets are accounted for by treating them as embedded in rotating spheres made of an ethereal, transparent fifth element. Quintessence. So, hmm,
0: okay, so restate that for me. So they're saying that like the galaxy exists within a sphere?
1: Yeah, so there's... Uh, not only it's like an onion. The uh, universe is like an onion in this case, at least around us. So there are these spheres of material, and we'll talk that are about enveloping that. Enveloping the Earth, and yes, then,
0: and then enveloping the enveloped, and then yeah, so, on, exactly. so forth. Okay. And
1: in each one of those layers is a planet. The planet itself isn't rotating. the The sphere the of sphere material is, is rotating. rotating. So the orbits that we're seeing aren't the planets moving. The planet is embedded in the material like a jewel on mm. a ring. And so then the the sphere moves and the planet is just stuck in it and it moves with it. Interesting. It's a crazy thought.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Since it was believed, like we said, that the fixed stars did not change their positions relative to one another, it was argued that they must be on the surface of a single starry sphere. In modern thought, the orbits of the planets are viewed as the paths of those planets through mostly empty space. Ancient and medieval thinkers, however, considered the celestial orbs to be thick spheres of rarefied matter nested within one another, each one in complete contact with the sphere above it and the sphere below. When scholars applied Ptolemy's epicycles, they presumed that each planetary sphere was exactly thick enough to accommodate them. This idea has obviously been disproven, because if there were minerals out in space just floating about, you better fucking believe the coal companies would already be up there digging it out, bashing unions, throwing people in the incinerator for wanting to even start them. It'd be a great union war in space. Right now. Um,
0: don't discount that theory. Did we not just recently talk about the potential underground base on Mars? That's true. You never know, Chad. You Maybe they already are out there mar- mining the space
1: space dust. or or they're just <laughs> scooping it out. I don't know. It's uh, it is a like a really interesting idea to me, though. Like it's, I love like old philosophical thoughts. It's a
0: great like it. It makes sense. It was ahead ex- of its time. It makes sense as an explanation for what they were witnessing. You know, yeah,
1: it was like the planets don't seem to be leaving one another.
0: They're all moving, but they're moving together, so they must just be embedded in in something. Yeah, yeah, super but interesting.
1: The, the yeah, so celestial spheres very interesting to me. It's just layers and layers of these things out in space, and we just you know we're like an onion. So there is another idea of what astral planes are, and this is the one we're going to be focusing on today. This view holds that the astral plane is more of an astral world. Rather than being some kind of boundary area crossed by a soul, it's actually the entirety of spirit existence or spirit worlds to which those who die on Earth go and where they live out their non-physical lives. So it's not a path that you cross through. It's a place that you go after you die.
0: It's like an uh, alternate alternate dimension.
1: Uh, essentially, yeah. There's a sort of like, and you could almost think of it in that later concept, like we're here, they're above. They're in a, They are in that extra dimension that we can't really perceive.
0: Yeah and I've I've heard some theories too that that di- that that dimension or that layer is actually really sitting on top of us like yeah. it it's really it's right here <laughs> in within the same realm that we are within or like it's just we can't process it or see it or yeah interact with it
1: I've not. No, but that's <laughs> Such the theory. A mind that's fuck the theory to
0: me. is that there. it's like, it's right here. Yeah. And that's where, then, when, oh, this gets so exciting because then you can get into the spirit guides and you can get into the, the demons and all of these other things yes. that are literally supposed to be existing like right I beside reach, us. I could reach my arm out and touch them if I had the ability well, to. are brushing
1: up against demon peen all day and not even know it.
0: Okay. <laughs> you could take it that way, I guess.
1: You never know. You never know what butt you're touching out there in the spirit world.
0: Or what butt is touching you.
1: Yeah, it could be one on your head right now. Just think about that if you're, you know, single. Somewhere, <laughs> you you know, you're feeling lonely. Just remember somewhere there might be an ass just on top of your face. Just, you know. Uh, some,
0: some spiritual entity is just.
1: Revel in that for a minute. Sitting you on feel your good. face. Feel good about yourself. It is understood that all consciousness resides in the astral plane. Some writers conflate this realm with heaven or paradise or union with God itself and some others do not. So in the autobiography uh, in a book, so in a book called Autobiography of a Yogi, they state that the astral universe is hundreds of times larger than the material universe with many astral planets teeming with astral beings. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty nifty. These beliefs began in earnest through the teachings of philosophers like Plato and Aristotle. They taught that the stars were composed of a type of matter different from the four earthly elements, like we said a minute ago, a fifth ethereal element or quintessence. In the astral mysticism of the classical world, the human psyche was composed of the same material, thus accounting for the influence of the stars upon human affairs. In his commentaries on Plato's Timaeus, Proclus wrote, Man is a little world, for, just like the whole, he possesses both mind and reason, both a divine and a mortal body. He's also divided up according to the universe. It is for this reason, you know, that some are accustomed to say that his consciousness corresponds with the nature of the fixed stars. His reason in its contemplative aspect with Saturn and in its social aspect with Jupiter and as to his rational part, the passionate nature with Mars, the eloquent with Mercury, the ap- appetitive, ep- the appetive, I don't how to say that word, with Venus, appetitive. the appetitive with Venus, the sensitive with the sun, and the vegetative with the moon. So people have been looking at horoscopes for a long time, basically, is what they're saying. Uh, people really, truly believe that they, their emotions were fixed to different parts of space, and they control different areas of their life. I'm not saying they're wrong, <laughs> by any <laughs> means. I'm just saying it's just been happening for a really I was, long time. It,
0: for, those, for the listeners at home, I was making a mm-hmm, face of a, they, it, they might have a point.
1: They might. I, I really, I don't know how I feel about astrology. Uh, astrology. I don't really know how I feel about astrology. Like, I come and go with it, and I don't, like, it's just, I, I didn't realize how far back that these tops of beliefs went.
0: Oh, I mean, you, like, I, you know how I love to say it. We could trace it all the way back to the first caveman worshipping the sun.
1: That's true. Right? Literally, yeah. people
0: have al- aligned themselves. This is the thing that you're looking at all day long. And then all night long, you're looking at the glory that is uh-huh. the universe, right? Yeah. It just makes it just makes so much sense that humankind would go like, "I was born when the moon was here," or "I was born when the stars were here." So this means that, like, it just yeah.
1: Like, I don't know. The bored, moon, man,
0: and we need explanations for things, and the, the, moon... the stars offer a lot.
1: The moon physically controls the tides, right? So, like, what sort of gravitational fields do affect us? I don't know. And uh, it is a very interesting concept to me. And it's easy to see, like, I don't know, the more I hear about Mercury, the more I'm like, uh, maybe there's something to that. But then I think, is it a placebo? And we're making our own existence that way because of what we're starting to believe in.
0: Dude, oh my God, we could talk about this all day. Because you know I disagree. You know I disagree oh, with that I know. statement. I have literally got, been able to go back to... Before I knew about any of this stuff, I've been able to go back and look at a calendar of Mercury in retrograde and then the major <laughs> shifts that have happened in my life. And all of those major shifts have happened when Mercury was in retrograde.
1: Yeah, you're and not the, wrong.
0: Like, I didn't make that shit up. It, no. It's on, I did that's the math. True. And so that's another really interesting thing to me about, about astrology is that there are some people who really try to take, like, the woohoo out of it and instead just study patterns yeah and that's like what a lot of astrologers do they just look at, at patterns in the stars and patterns in people and the way that the different patterns ways they are align. important statistically
1: yeah. patterns can be important um which i like that more than just take like i like that idea of taking the woo hoo out and looking at something like that because my yeah, brain is that's very, very science I follow, driven like,
0: i mean you could take this out but that gal that i follow on instagram that astrologer she literally just said the other day like i don't I don't do this. I don't do that. I literally just look at patterns. I uh, kind of treat this as like a mathematical equation. It's cool. I yeah, don't know. It's cool. Oh, man. I'm just getting excited. I'm going to say. Let's go. Let's uh, talk about astrology uh, okay.
1: <laughs> Um, So things like Proclus wrote were commonplace in mystery schools and hermetic and Gnostic sects throughout the Roman Empire, and they influenced the early Christian church. Paul's second epistle to the Corinthians contains what appears to be a reference to the astral plane or astral projection. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. Third heaven. The third heaven. And that's apparently in the Bible.
0: Dude. Okay. So one of my favorite new theories, this is just, this might have to be its own episode altogether, but um, it's saying that the interpretation the bible had basically been misinterpreted and that we've taken it all very very literally when instead it was supposed to be interpreted in relation to the stars and the 12 zodiac signs are the 12 disciples
1: holy shit i know what that's crazy uh, never heard that that's i'm nuts.
0: holding myself back i we will do another we're we'll not do, supposed maybe to we'll take the
1: bible literally We'll do. what mini- are you talking about
0: we'll do a minisode on it uh um, because <laughs> i'm getting i'm getting a little it's a good
1: minisode territory i like yeah. that i like your thinking it's a good idea so we see the I, maybe the idea of these realms in the fucking Bible. I had no idea. But beliefs like this can be found throughout just about all religions, from Christianity to Islam to Zoroastrianism to Hindu, Hindu and beyond. You can find you know ideas of all this in Buddhism, also the Bardo State. But in the context of these religious and even more so esoteric practices, it is believed that as living beings we can actually enter into this realm through essentially specific meditative practices. The thought process of these groups is this. Through the practice of specific methods, we can leave our physical body and inhabit our astral or subtle form that enables us to move freely about the world outside of its restraints. Think of it as a controlled out of body experience, although it seems like there's a bit of an argument as to whether or not all out of body experiences equate to the intentional out of body experience as with astral projections. Yeah, so um
0: a lot of what I had read, it talks about like those astral those uh, out of body experiences as like an accidental astral projection. So I haven't I haven't read anything that would say that it's not an astral projection. That's really interesting theory to me.
1: Yeah, there's definitely, I don't like from what? what I saw. But like,
0: there's just people that are, like, strict around the d- definition yeah, around astral it, it projection. Yeah, it seems like there
1: are. Like, p- some people don't equate, like, a near-death experience to astral projection because it just happens.
0: Oh, okay. So I'm thinking more of, like, when something happens and you have that feeling of leaving your body. Have you ever had that feeling of, like, yes. looking over the yeah. room in that mm-hmm. way? Yeah. That's what I aligned with an out of control astral projection experience where it's kind of like there are people that slip in and out of lucid dreaming really easily or uncontrollably as well. And those experiences are very similar to astral projection too.
1: I don't know if that would necessarily fall under astral projection in the way that some critics would say so, from what I've read. And trust me, this was only from one of the articles, so who knows, so take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Uh, but it was from Gaia.com, so you know they're into this stuff. Mm, it's true. Yeah. Well, then, I, yeah, I could also see where
0: they'd be a little bit strict around the definition, and I just don't think that we should be operating spiritually in that way. I feel like if somebody has an out-of-body experience and they want to say, like, I astral projected on accident, I'm like – yeah, that checks the box. Like that, that checks out.
1: <laughs> I think so, but then yeah, so they they just don't. They seem to find like a difference between a, out of body experiences and s- literal astral projection, like intentionally doing it. I guess. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, I don't think they
0: necessarily like leave this plane of reality when that happens I think that you just kind of it's like an almost like an experiment that's it's an uncontrolled experiment where you just have that feeling that heavy feeling of disassociation anyway let's keep going
1: I'm disassociated every day
0: you know what Chad you know what that means you're only steps away from leaving this realm of of existence (sighs) can't wait oh my god
1: so I know the question everyone is just dying to ask us how do we get out of these gross ass bodies and start zip zooming around the stratosphere Emily why don't you tell us
0: okay so One popular way is to keep the mind awake while the body falls asleep, or lucid dreaming. Lucid dreaming can be tricky. The mind wants to do what the body is doing. But the goal is to take the body into deeper and deeper states of relaxation without drifting into unconsciousness. Yoga nidra is one method, also known as yogic sleep. This is a state of consciousness between waking and sleeping, like the going-to-sleep stage, typically induced by a guided meditation. Or like a shavasana. When, yeah. you, when you do yoga. Um, once the body enters the sleep state, practitioners simply, quote unquote, roll out of their physical form. And before we get any further, uh, I did want to share it. I myself have played around with astral projection and there are certain methods that have worked better for me than others. The rolling out of the body was slightly effective, but not as powerful as one that we're going to talk about here in a minute. Um, not this one. <laughs> I haven't tried this one. Just <laughs>
1: No, I like this one, though. I know, I know. Okay, ready? This is, if I was going to try it, this is what I would do. This is what you would do? Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, no, this is mean. I'm
1: sorry. I wouldn't do this. No, you wouldn't do it. To the poor it. froggies. You wouldn't
0: do this to the froggies. In in another alleged old tiny method to reach this state, ancient yogis would tie two frogs together before sleep. Once tied, the frogs would continuously croak. A yogi would use the sound to anchor awareness as the body drifted into sleep and either leave the body or enter lucid dream states. If, during a dream, the yogi could no longer hear the frogs, he or she knew lucidity had been lost and could wake again within the dream. So, like, they would try to, like, hear the frogs.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you'd, it's you'd like go, a like, total. Oh,
0: man, I lost my frogs. Where are the frogs? And then you kind of pull yourself back into lucidity.
1: You could totally do that with just about it. You could you do could that, do with that a, without frogs. With so you a, could do that
0: with any set, a metronome. A
1: metronome, thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's literally a totem, like fucking Inception, where this like, is if they know that it's there, they know that they're in a dream, right? Dude, I
0: forgot about like Inception probably has some some astral projection,
1: like Maybe. theories behind it. I have no idea. It's been a long time since I actually watched that movie. There's a lot of a lot of crazy room stuff, you know, you anyone... It's deep, man. It's just deep. You don't understand it, man. Deeper and deeper and
0: deeper. Um, Okay, so don't have any frogs nearby? There are a lot of other ways to try and project. Let's take a look at a few. First, we have directions from the Monroe Institute. Bob Monroe, founder of the leading research organization in the field of human consciousness called the Monroe Institute, penned a body of work titled Journeys Out of the Body. In 1971, in which he provides a detailed outline for how to astrally project oneself uh, in just seven steps. That's all it takes. And actually, the Monroe Institute is like one. Remember when we were talking about people making money off of spirituality? Do you remember when we were talking about that earlier? Mm, yeah. Yeah, the Monroe Institute is like kind of one of those people. Sons of bitches. Yeah, they um they have copies of the Gateway Process tapes, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit, and they charge a thousand dollars. For you to Dang. to
1: get that
0: program, which by the way, I found the tapes for free online, for free, <laughs> so you don't have to pay a thousand dollars. Just join our nice. Discord. Ah, yeah, that's right. I'm gonna say that one more time. You don't have to pay the thousand dollars that the Monroe Institute is trying to charge you. You can just join our Discord, and I've posted the links there. Okay, let's hop into the seven steps on how to remove yourself from your own body. Step one: relax both physically and mentally. Step two enter a hypnagogic state or half asleep. Yeah. The best way that I can describe what that state is, is like when you're at the end of a yoga class and you do shavasana and you're like kind of vaguely aware that you're not um, like at home in your bed, but all of a sudden you start to, you start to kind of like lucid dream and then someone sneezes in the corner and you're like, okay, wait, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, I'm but surrounded you're, by people. I'm surrounded by people, but like you, you yeah.
1: You're just drifting off.
0: You just drift off a little bit, but you're not fully gone. Uh, step three is to deepen that state by prioritizing mental sensation over physical sensation. Step five, incur the vibration in your physical body and relax into its presence. The purpose of this is to gently jiggle the astral body out of the physical body. Step six, focus your thoughts on leaving the limbs and the torso and try to do so one step at a time step seven known as lifting out focus on effortlessly drifting out of your physical body okay so this next one is the one that personally i found to be very helpful
1: wait wait, let's let's talk about this for a minute so you've tried the monroe way before
0: so and I'll i'll say there's an app that I highly recommend if you're if this is something that you're interested in, if you're interested in meditating more, and if you're wanting to get into any sort of meditation at all, really. And it's called the Insight Timer app. And it's super interesting because there's just libraries and libraries of different types of meditation. And you can essentially type into the search bar something that you're going through or something that you're wanting to work through, and you'll find a guided meditation about it. So I actually found several different Astral Projection Guided Meditations. And there's one um, that kind of has different, it is, um, so it's called Guided Astral Projection, Beginner's Guide Astral Projection and Out-of-Body Experience. So this guide helps you with several different techniques into astral projection. And so this was one of the methods that we tried. We did the rolling method and then we did the like jiggling your astral Mm-hmm. body out of your physical body and then we did the rope exercise okay. and the rope exercise is the one that was the most effective for me the rolling one was super trippy because i felt i did feel as if i was rolling when my body was on the ground but then i couldn't get out of that state. <laughs> <You're just rolling laughs> i was just rolling over and over and over so again so then i started to get like a little dizzy and was like i can't like i can't do it this way anymore like it just felt like the room was spinning around me but not huh. even like spinning like uh Not spinning like a a record, but spinning like a gyroscope, just like yeah, just spinning. It It was it was a little overwhelming. Sounds Um, like
1: it. But I like this the thought one, of jiggling my body out, jiggling
0: your like body I, out, like
1: shaking Jello out of a cup. Yeah,
0: that's, yeah, <laughs> that's what I see. That's kind of it. It's like it's more like you're wanting to just like lay
1: on the floor shaking.
0: So you lay on the ground and you get <laughs> you enter into this different state and your your limbs start to like the more that you relax them they kind of go a little tingly and then it almost does feel like there's a vibration that's happening uh-huh. and once you get into that vibrational state, then you're kind of supposed to like pull your right foot out your astral right foot out Yeah. pull your astral left foot out. But for me, then I personally just kind of got caught up in like what I was supposed to be feeling or what I thought like this foot being removed would feel like. And then I just was back in my body and, and not necessarily in that astral state anymore. So I, <laughs>
1: Jiggling.
0: If, Jiggling. You're, if you're like one of my coworkers or one of my siblings like yeah i'm a little um more woohoo than you thought sorry but it's <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun it's been a fun experiment for me let's talk about the rope technique um next up we have the astral projection rope technique from the work of robert bruce founder of the astral dynamics movement um which i'm not familiar with that movement i should probably like look that up before i what 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 is it? Oh, I just found a 500-page book by Robert Bruce
1: <laughs> That's about a lot of astral pages.
0: dynamics. Just That's like... what I'm
1: saying. There's a lot of information about this in books. So, but Be- I'm not A lot of books have been written about astral planes and astral projections. But we don't have any of those, so we had to, you know, dig deep on the Internet.
0: I don't know what the astral – I'm assuming that it's just a, a like a branch of astral projection. I would
1: assume so. That's why I didn't <laughs> look it up. <laughs> I was just like, this seems right.
0: Um, So the rope technique is regarded as one of the most accessible astral projection methods. I didn't know that, actually, that it was one of the most accessible. That makes sense because it really, it was very effective. So again, you're going to relax the physical body by visualizing each muscle. From your space of relaxation, enter a vibrational state. This should feel like an amplified version of a cell phone's vibration mode pulsations coursing through the body. Next, you imagine a rope hanging above you. So the way that it was described in the the guided meditation that I did, you're laying on the ground and you picture a white rope hanging from the ceiling, connecting directly to your chest.
1: Okay, um, doing it now. I'm here. Rope's in my chest.
0: Careful, don't leave this room. We're recording a podcast. <laughs>
1: I'll be um, sitting on your head before long. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: Um, Okay, so then using the astral body, you attempt to hold the rope with both hands while the physical body remains completely relaxed. You begin to climb the rope hand over hand, all the while visualizing reaching the ceiling above you. Once you are aware of your full exit out of the physical body, you are able to explore the astral plane. So the way that we did it was... You're laying on the ground and you picture yourself climbing up this rope. What does your view of the room look like with each step of the way? Hmm. Picture what that looks like. Now that you've climbing left your body, looking, looking. just start to walk around the one room that you're in. And imagine what that feels like. Leaving your body on the ground, you look behind you and you say, like, I'm gonna leave this body to rest while I go and explore. And you're supposed to there's supposed to be a feeling of peace, of like.
1: Mm-hmm. Seeing I'm just, yourself, just laying in dog hair. I don't understand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we don't care about the dog hair. <laughs> we are in a deep sense of relaxation. Yes, of course. And then we walk and move around the room. And then once you've gotten a sense for what that feels like, then you can go wherever you like. I should also say that there, on all of these different readings that I've done, and tapes that I've listened to, and gu- guided meditations that I've performed um not performed but uh, engaged with um this is not something that you should do every day uh really it's not something you should do every day it does take something out of you so yeah the theory is is that as much time as you're spending in this astral realm you should be spending equal amount of time grounding yourself to the earth as well um
1: fine it's supposed to
0: take a toll on your mental health if you if you are using astral projection, (laughs) this is funny because I keep making this joke, but seriously, if you're seriously using astral projection as a form of escapism, it means that you've not done the work in this life that you're supposed to have done. So that's cold. Yeah, it's a little brutal, but like you, you should be working on yourself and your grounding work just as much as you're working on astral projection. Um, I'm saying that to you, the listeners at home, but I'm also saying it to preach it back to myself as well, because it's an exciting thing to get into. Um, But like if you are practicing astral projection and then you slip into it when you're supposed to be sleeping, then you're not actually getting the rest that your body needs. So take care of your body, take care of your mind, take care of your spirit enter and engage with caution so like i said before there are tons and tons of guided meditations meant to lead you towards astral projection using those in a combination with one of the methods above may get you where you need to be when it comes to shedding your mortal coil now i know a bunch of you are skeptical about what we're talking about well maybe not a bunch of you i don't know we don't know i have no
1: idea who any of you are maybe
0: some of you are skeptics maybe all of you believe i don't know but would your mind change if i told you That the CIA put actual effort into investigating the possibilities of astral projection because they did. And honestly, they probably still do.
1: All the way to the top.
0: It goes all the way to the top. All the way to the top. (gasps) Ah! Okay. So, we all know that the military has a long history of experimenting on some of its members. So it should come to no surprise that several CIA documents declassified around 2001. That's right. I'm sorry. I just got to say that again. This information has been accessible to the public since 2001. How? What?
1: Uh, I don't know. How have I not
0: heard of it before this?
1: Because we, uh, you know, we were, uh, I was 11 when it happened. Although
0: I will say I found an interesting article that was saying that the men who stare at goats, Mm -hmm. that that they had pulled some of the information from the Gateway Process document for that movie. Oh, really? Yeah, that's like, anyway, that was one of the theories as well. So, these documents contain information about the U.S. Army being extremely interested in psychic experimentation. Um, Vice did an article on these documents, but also, if you join our Discord, I put the actual CIA documents in the chat. She did. So, go check that shit there. out. They're just sitting there. Please, let's talk about it. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> she really needs someone to talk
1: to about this, people.
0: <laughs> um, so Vice did an article on these documents, and in it they describe how from the late 1970s into the 80s, the CIA even paid for intelligence officers to go on week-long excursions to an out-of-the-way institute specializing in out-of-body experiences and astral projection. The Psychic Experimentation Program, which was called the Project Center Lane, interviewed Army intelligence officers in order to determine attitudes about the possible use of psycho-energetic phenomena in the intelligence field. And this is all according to the declassified CIA document from 1984. It goes something like this. In June 1983, Army Commander Wayne M. McDonnell was asked to give his commander an assessment of the psychic services provided by the Monroe Institute, the same institute we mentioned earlier. The Monroe Institute is known for its patented Hemisync technology, which uses audio to synchronize the brain waves on the left and right wave. Wow, which uses audio to synchronize the brain waves on the left and right sides of the brain, or um, binaural sounds.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize what they were doing there until I read, until I read more into Hemisync. It's weird. It's a weird thing that they're they believe is possible through that technology quote-unquote technology it's literally they're playing tones in your ears
0: it's binaural sounds yeah Yeah, which is something that a lot of people have experimented with um and to me it's super interesting because the more that you look into like the quote-unquote technology that they are using or binaural sounds the more i realize that it aligns with other like techniques that less spiritual people are using so for example therapists use emdr therapy and they they have you kind of think about your happy place, and then they have you think about trauma, all the while activating both hemispheres of your brain. And the idea is that they can retrain your brain, so instead of having this automatic response to trauma, you have more control in your life. You can you can anchor yourself and go back to this happy place and this this sense of peace. Um, wow! So it's really interesting because the more that you look into the Monroe Institute, they kind of talk a little bit about. Anchoring and and just a lot of this stuff is more connected than any than I ever thought or realized. And I just wonder if like the therapist, if therapists in you know like we live in Bozeman, Montana, if therapists in Bozeman, Montana realize that EMDR therapy has been used to leave this plane of reality.
1: I don't know. You know, like I don't know. Do they
0: even know what the the same technique is being used for? It's so cool. So according to the organization's website, this makes the brain vulnerable to hypnosis. McDonald submitted himself to the seven-day psychic program the month prior at the Institute, which is lodged in the middle of Virginia's Blue Ridge Mountains in a town called Faber, about 30 miles east of Charlottesville. Shout out to Charlottesville.
1: If You're listening there? Yeah, Charlottesville! Woo! Y'all got mind-changing Go technology. Hokies! Is it Hokies?
0: I think it's the Hokies. You just uh, made me question it. I have
1: no clue. I don't know anything about Virginia. Literally lived below it for 20 years of my life. Never been there once. I got
0: It's Hokies, they're the Hokies Come on, I'm so smart (laughs) Um, McDonald's assessment collected from his time at the Institute formed the basis of a 29-page army document that featured detailed explanations of hypnosis, holograms, and out-of-body experiences
1: He came back with a bald head and a ponytail (laughs) Yeah (laughs) After that experience
0: um, here's the thing, I'm forever changed
1: (laughs) Commander, I've seen things now I have to tell you, this is some bullshit,
0: man. Listen, you don't—you guys just don't even understand it, guys. Man, you can leave this plane of of existence, and we can time travel. It's all just a hologram, man. Commander
1: was like, "Send the boys in." <laughs> Obviously, this is working.
0: The document placed these phenomena in the context of larger ideas of consciousness, energy, space, time, quantum, subatomic particles, and so-called astral projection, a practice that aims to transport consciousness around a metaphysical plane, um, a central idea in McDonald's assessment.
1: Seriously, he just came back and was just shouting this stuff like, sir, you're in the food line. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, no oh, it! Top. You don't, don't understand. understand! You don't understand! Stroking his ponytail.
0: I can't blame him. I would be right there.
1: Absolutely. Think
0: about how excited have, I've I been. No I didn't attend a seven-day course. I just read this document. I've i looked at this document and read articles <laughs> about this document, and I've been talking about it nonstop. I've so been like, talking
1: about GameStop for a week. <laughs> I didn't know about it <laughs> until a week ago, and I have just lost myself in this event. I would totally come back from this cha- a changed man
0: McDonald cited a metaphor penned by Monroe Institute employee Melissa Jagger in order to illustrate the nature of hypnosis. The metaphor says that a normal state of consciousness is like a lamp, which admits light in a chaotic, incoherent way. However, a hypnotized state of consciousness is said to be like a laser beam whose thoughts and energy are focused like a disciplined stream of light. According to one of the declassified Army files, 251 Army intelligence candidates were selected for the first year of experimentation. Of those candidates, 117 were interviewed under the impression they were taking a survey. The document gives no specifics about the survey itself, but does indicate that the interviewer asked fairly direct questions about psychoenergetics. Uh, Individuals who had objections to the military use of psychoenergetics were not considered for the final selection. The document reads... The document reads Additionally, individuals who displayed an unreasonable enthusiasm for psychoenergenetics, um hi <laughs> <laughs> occult fanatics and mystical zealots were not considered for final selection.
1: I don't think either of us would have gotten in. No, I don't think
0: so. <laughs> you know what? That's why we're not in the army.
1: <laughs> I guess so. That's exactly that's that's, that's why. why.
0: Between 30 and 35 of the original 251 candidates were said to have desired traits, such as open-mindedness and intelligence, that made them suited for the program. Intelligence officers who were accepted to the program were sent to the Monroe Institute. Officers would then listen to the Hemisync audio. After this, one of the Institute's research associates would guide intelligence officers into the astral plane a psychic space in which the institute said the officers supposedly could heighten their sensory experiences, heal their bodies, travel into the past or future, or even solve real-world dilemmas without the restraints of a physical body. The goal of the psychic session was to make the subject remotely view Mars in the year 1 million BC.
1: I love this. I love this.
0: What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> This is so great. This is maybe my favorite part of the episode. It's not even like that much of the episode, but just they're like, all right, all right, son, we're going to sit you down.
0: Of the article, you mean?
1: Yeah. No, this. This whole-
0: You said episode. The, the,
1: the podcast episode.
0: Our episode? Yeah. Oh, this is your favorite part of our episode? Yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, like, no. like, what episode are you talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah. I love that they set like a, he's probably 19 years old. They're like, son, he puts his hand on his shoulder. We need you to look into Mars in the year 1 billion B.C. Can you imagine? 1 million B.C., son. Can you do it? Can you do it, son? Just shaking him vigorously. We got to do it, America. It's dependent on you. I I guess it was like the test.
0: It's the test. Yeah. According to the transcript, an interviewer read coordinates and verbal cues to a subject who claimed to see dust storms, alien structures, and even an ancient alien race. So, this is a direct quote.
1: Very tall, again, very large people.
0: The unidentified subject said, according to the transcript,
1: But they're thin. They look thin because of their height, and they dress like, oh hell, it's like a real light silk. But it's not flowing type of clothing. It's cut to fit. They're ancient people. They're dying. It's past their time or age. And they're very philosophic about it. They're looking for a way to survive, and they just can't.
0: I will say, that's not the first or last time we will see aliens wearing a silk-like, materi- a silk-like material. Go listen to episode one and two, Great Aliens.
1: Yeah, they are often seen in that.
0: But so interesting. How did he know they were philosophic about it?
1: He's, yeah, I, he's just digging into their brain. What he brains. Yeah. Inception, baby.
0: The author of the article claims to have reached out to several military organizations looking for the original 29-page document, but ultimately was told to search elsewhere by anyone he spoke to. The department that conducted this program had been absorbed since then, and the documents associated with it nowhere to be found. However, the Monroe Institute website doesn't seem to mind speaking about the partnership between them and the U.S. Army. More proof can be found in a Wall Street article from 1994. Former INSCOM director Albert Stubblebein confirmed that the army indeed sent intelligence officers to the institute during the 1980s. The CIA report outlining some of these techniques is also dated January 1984 and obviously we know since then that these documents have been released by the CIA. You can find them on the CIA website. Sorry, I just thought that was so cool. I just didn't know that you could find, like, release CIA documents. You could just get them directly from the CIA. Yeah, anything that's
1: declassified, I think they just have to throw up and you just, uh, it's free reign.
0: Ray Waldketer who is described as a personal management analyst, wrote an article for the 1991 Hemisync Journal reviewing the Army's uses of Hemisync technology, which is available on the Monroe Institute's website. He wrote that the Army used Hemisync technology for stress reduction, psychological counseling, and enhanced learning abilities of various levels of personnel, as well as training for people seeking officer-level positions.
1: Yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting to me that they used it at all after that first experience. It's, they came back, I mean, I'm assuming for a little while they w- were working with them.
0: So, and I will say, I've looked at the document and I've looked at the Hemisphere um, tapes as well. This is not just about astral projection. No. This is about control over mind and body as well. There are techniques on here that are supposed to help you um, turn off pain sensors in your body. There are techniques in here that are supposed to help you fall asleep in fifteen seconds. There are boy,
1: teach me that, Jesus. Yeah, I roll in bed for hours.
0: I'll find it. It's on Chad. Chad. It's
1: on. It's, it's on, on, the, on the, website. the Discord. It's on, oh, it's on, on the Discord. Discord. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: You can find it on our Discord. It's super interesting. It's supposed to talk about, like, the brain's interaction with disease. And, like, it talks about eradicating cancer within your own body. It, it goes into so many different directions from this astral projection realm. That's kind of just the start. That's that's an experimentation on how you can play with your mind's power and your body's power. And then from there, it just branches out into all these different ways that you can control your environment. And And the reason why I think that it's been so... Well, one of the theories about why it's been so not talked about is because it gives humankind power. And governments and people in power don't want us to have that power.
1: No, they don't. Claim your power. It's true. By GameStop. Oh, my God. Stand Stand up to them. So whether or not you're a believer in this stuff, it's important to remember that the army did, in fact, try to weaponize it. These days, it's a little tamer, although New Age monetization efforts do constantly bombard people with new ways to reach an astral state. Regardless of the money or the skepticism by some, this is a practice that has been done for literally centuries upon centuries. Meditation may not necessarily have you shoot out of your body, but a good practice can affect your life in very positive ways. Start there and see how it makes you feel. Then when you're ready, buckle up, take a few deep breaths, and take that flight to Egypt free of charge because, buddy, it's time to check out the astral realm.
0: (laughs) <laughs> Let's leave this plane of existence.
1: Oh man, Let's I'm all do in. It. I'm in. No, That's, you know I'm in. Yeah. I'll I've agree. had
0: an experience.
1: Yes, she rolled.
0: I rolled. She I rolled. climbed that rope. I left this route. We'll talk I, more about it. You if, know you guys, the, if you guys want to hear about it, I'll talk more about it. Closest, but I'm a little embarrassed to share my experience.
1: The closest thing that I ever had to that is when we all smoked mugwort in college and I had a dream <sighs> that I was trying to lucid dream and that's supposed to help. We smoked some mugwort. I just remember I was like, my dream was awful because I was in a big black space and there's two big eyes opened up and then a mouth opened up and I got swallowed and then I shot out of my sleep. It scared the piss out of me.
0: That's terrifying. Not a great start. I had a really crazy uh, dream on mugwort too. And actually it's really interesting because if you look into astral projection, um, there are like witchcraft communities that are super into astral projection. There are bu- Buddhism communities that are super into astral projection. But mugwort is actually consistently used as a tool in astral projection. Yeah. So, um, but what I dreamt <laughs> that time in college when <clears throat> we smoked mugwort, I dreamt that the world was ending and somehow I ended up in a cave in Africa, like peering out over this plane and watching all of these animals freak out. And inside the cave, um, I was with like different random people that I've like encountered in my life. They were all in the cave with me and we built a bar and we were just drinking, watching the end of the world happen. Out pretty heady. Yeah, African plane. Hell of a dream. So that was pretty crazy too. Um.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it.
0: Yeah, but I had a, I had an astro production experience. Uh, maybe, maybe that'll be a mini so. and maybe that'll be some extra content or we'll talk about it on the Discord. Yeah. Um,
1: if you're interested, let us know.
0: Yeah, if you're interested, let us know. It's something that I love talking about and I, I do truly believe in. And um I would love to hear your experiences as well.
1: Yeah. Please let us know. LRH show. The LRH show at gmail.com. The
0: LRH show at gmail.com.
1: Yeah. That's the episode, guys. That's
0: it. Astral yeah. Projection. We can so go into this more. Um, there's a lot of different ways that we could like really dive deep. Um, so yeah, let us know what you thought of this episode and if we should if we should be covering more astral projection techniques or experiences.
1: So that's the episode, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening and thanks for listening to our mini show that we put out on Monday. The support we've got from that has been great. We got a lot of downloads, a lot of comments from friends and listeners, and it's just been really nice. So thank you guys for that.
0: It's like it's been really exciting. Every time that one of y'all reaches out to us, um, we just get super stoked and feel validated in what we're doing. And just wanted to thank you guys for that interaction and let's keep it up. We love chatting with you guys.
1: Yeah, we're just growing every day. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Go subscribe. Hit the likes. Help us do, I don't know any of it. Just I know you're supposed to. So go, if you've got a YouTube, if you've got a YouTube. If you have an account on YouTube, go subscribe and give us a couple likes on all those wonderful videos I've been uploading. I'm about halfway-ish through uploading our episodes to YouTube right now. So go check us out on there. Just search The Long Road Home
0: smash that like button like and subscribe because those are the things you're supposed to say when you're a content creator hell yeah (laughs) also you can find us on instagram and twitter at the underscore lrh underscore pod and you can find us on facebook at the lrh pod
1: lastly head over to patreon.com slash the lrh podcast if you'd like to be a patron we've got stickers We got content, we got extra things coming, especially as we continue to grow our community. So check us out on there as well. And don't forget- Yeah,
0: that's right. We got different tiers. Do you want to be a hitchhiker, backseat driver, or shotgun rider? The choice is yours. It
1: is. Don't forget also, check us out on Discord one more time. The link is in our Instagram and on our Twitter. So go check us out and join. We're trying to build that community, guys. We want it. We need it. Join. Come
0: interact with other Long Road homies.
1: Yeah, come share your stories with us, guys. We want to hear about the time you got abducted by aliens, the time you saw a ghost, the time you saw a Bigfoot. The time, time you time, left your body. The time you left your body and you couldn't stop rolling. Let us know. We want to hear it. And if you don't want to do any of that, you can email us at thelrhshow@gmail.com. at gmail.com and that's that's it
0: that's all the things that's all the things guys thank you so much for listening
1: yes be sure to check out next mini-sode comes out on Monday keep your ear to the ground guys and as always thank you for joining us here on The The Long Long Road Road Home Home. goodbye everyone see ya later